You're listening to the Gen Zen Broadcasting System. You are listening to High Spots and Cheap Pops for the intelligent wrestling fan. And now, here are your hosts, Silicon Steve Alley and Vlad the Impaler. High Spots and Cheap Pops! We are back again once again. It is the Silicon One, Steve Valley here, and on the other side, the Impaler, Vlad the Impaler. And Impaler, how was your weekend, and how have you been enjoying your SmackDown, your tribal chief, the head of the table, Roman Reigns? Uh, I've been loving it. My weekend was great. Thanks for asking. Uh, But Roman has been awesome and is, in my opinion, the best wrestler out there today. And furthermore, we need to acknowledge him. It is our tribal chief's birthday today. And I'm a little bit disgusted with you in particular that it isn't even been mentioned yet on this show, sir. Well, I wanted to give you the thunder there, brother. I wanted Vlad Taylor to be the one to put the proverbial lay on top of the birthday boy, Roman Reigns. So happy birthday, Roman. Joseph Anoahi. I'm proud to have laid him on his birthday. I'll tell you what, it's funny how you love him now. And oh, I adore him. It's amazing because here it is, folks, and I, I've brought this up again, and I'll bring it up again. For years, every smart Mark mother trucker like us have been saying to turn Roman heel, turn Roman heel, turn Roman heel. And they do, and it's magic. It's the best stuff WWE has done in decades, possibly. So true. I mean, it's going a while, and it is dominant. and And this is why I always make that Cena comparison. Roman has already had a legendary career. He's one of the two people to beat The Undertaker. He's had main event in, I think, five or six WrestleManias already. Right. Six. I think it was five. Now it's six. So he's already had an impressive career, and he's just getting into his stride. So this is something, and I he must be already be a seven-time champion, you would assume by now. Yeah, offhand, I'm not sure of his stats, but, man, he is has uh, really transformed himself into being a a just great cornerstone of that company. And all they need is just to find the right guys to go and, and the right faces to go and feud with him. And that thing's just going to make money. Yeah, and who is that baby face? It's not Cesaro, unfortunately. Well, you know, like with Cesaro, it's not so much looking for the guy to beat him. It's like it's looking for the guys to extend him. And what I think they're looking to do is extend him all the way to The Rock. And right there, the, the Rock is the ultimate baby face in that, that consideration for that feud. And that's a, that has WrestleMania written all over it. And they're going to have to do it by next next year in L.A. I'd yeah, be shocked okay. if that's not the case. That's going right. I think everybody and their mother knows. I think The Rock would have come back this year if it had not been for the pandemic. But The Rock, Cena, Edge even to a lesser extent because he's not coming back until July, they say. They want to be there with the crowd. These guys are big-time talent. They don't want to spend time wrestling for a bunch of television sets that hit a like button. Right. And hit a you-deserve-it chant button. I wonder if they have that. Right, right. 
just randomly <laughs> everyone just come together and randomly chant you deserve it during like uh natalia dana brookman yeah that's my only issue with the thunderdome um uh setting is like i totally feel like i'm being manipulated by their sound guy yeah i'm gonna give them a pass during the pandemic because all the sports were doing it, it wasn't just them yeah, yeah. so if you want to look at it like a but sports, yeah that's nitpicking a little bit. I I was very liberal with what they were trying to do during this pandemic, all, both companies. And what WWE did with the Thunderdome, they made chicken salad out of chicken shit. And from a production level, it changed the game. And it changed the way their show looked. And they did a great job with it. So give them credit. Yep. Raw's a big yeah, definitely do. Though, but whatever. <laughs> do I still have to give them credit? No, I forgot about Raw. Say if we take it all back, and so, um, but yeah, uh, but Roman's been, yeah, Roman's been uh, is, is becoming a legend. And if it all goes towards the rock and he holds that belt the entire year, but has great feuds along the way, be great. And uh, it's what wrestling needs. It could definitely put more eyes on the product if you have the rock going against his cousin and his career is on his line, uh, is, is on the line. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. And I, we remember back, Roman had just come back. He was back for maybe a few weeks. And he had had an interview with Corey Graves. And he said, kind of making fun at Raw. He says, they're making burgers over there. I'm cooking a steak dinner. I'm cooking a steak. I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. And meaning that he's there's long-term plans here. These guys are sticking to it. And it's going perfect. And now with this new intro... And, well, we can start with the introduction of all the champions that they did earlier in the night. I think it was Sonya Deville that introduced them. And then when Ro- it was Roman's time to get introduced, the his old school Shield music hit. Heyman comes out and just cuts a promo how they're not really champions. No, 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 no. They're just title holders. And the only true champion is Roman. A great promo by Heyman. Heyman was on fire again, as he always is. And yep. That was just kind of a little tease and adds to the aura of Roman. And then his entrance takes longer than anyone now to get to the ring. And it's worth it. It's like you want to watch him just walk to the ring with Eamon with this like, (laughs) like (laughs) doing exactly as I say. Or I'm I just, but but he's pretending like I, uh, he is my liege and I, I'm just, basking not to take you know keith lee's thunder but basking in the glory of roman reigns he's just so honored to hold the title everything Heyman does is with gratitude to his tribal chief and the head of the table roman reigns and he and and you know what it is it's like almost as if like the entire universe should be paul Heyman in that spot (laughs) and just appreciate the greatness you're you're witnessing up close (laughs) And Heyman and Heyman's doing it, and it, he was doing it the entire time, and it yeah. really added to this character and added to what Roman is building on an incredible way. And yes, Jimmy Uso is going to be part of this. He's going to be part of this bloodline. Yeah, to me, it's almost like becoming a uh, Samoan Sopranos. Yeah, and that's what he's going for. He said he was going for a mob boss type character. And, and you know what's funny about Roman? He took the time off. And not only did he come back with this amazing character, he came back jacked. Yep. 
He looks Lean. scary when he comes out with his yeah. shirt. Yeah, absolutely, man. And then he has, then he has his like cousin with him wearing a right hand man shirt, and he has gotten over, especially in the singles uh, uh, aspects of things. And then he has his his trusty advocate who would go and take a bullet for him and and would gladly do so, and Paul Heyman, and it's a great just visual. Yeah, and he's building he's building a mob family right now, like you said. Yes. Yeah, have both Usos. He's gonna have Heyman. Maybe they'll bring up my boy Lance Anawahi in. Bring in Rikishi. yeah, absolutely, man. Bring in Rikishi to do some stink faces. Oh uh, man. So we had that. Yeah. So and then and then he comes out and they cut a promo and Roman is just great, loving what and he gets and he gives Heyman the opportunity to just basically suck him off and give all the accomplishments he's had and it has been one of the most dominant and best runs already as a world champion. And we haven't seen it over yet. It's not even close to being over. I love when Roman empowers Heyman to speak and Heyman just runs with it, trying to impress him. (laughs) It's great. I'm going to give you a birthday. I'm going to give you a present. You you get to talk about me. (laughs) (laughs) The the honor is my behind head of the table. (laughs) <laughs> when Lesnar comes back, that's gonna be so freaking good if they do that. I really, yeah. That's a I'll be honest with you. I was thinking about this as I was talking about The Rock. I would hold off Lesnar until like the night after The Rock. So you keep Lesnar off TV till WrestleMania they until I probably won't do that unless he fucks with Lashley first. Yeah, if they if they go the Lashley route, that's one way to bring him back in sooner. But if if you weren't gonna do that. You know, of course, uh, uh, Roman is going to go and take The Rock's career. It's it's pretty much predetermined, you know, as far as, you know, spoken between these guys, I would even say by this point. <laughs> I was thinking the way they can go about that, too, that Roman can blame The Rock for stealing his spotlight that one year he won the Royal Rumble in Philadelphia and got booed out of the building. So this is yeah. a storyline that can literally go back seven friggin' years. I'm getting goosebumps yep. thinking about what WWE is doing with Roman Reigns, The Rock, and the entire bloodline. Yeah, because they can make this look awesome. And, like, just people that love rock movies are going to be tuning into that. You know, like, just, like, people that are fans of his movies but not necessarily wrestling fans. This can be bigger than Cena, too, because you have... Absolutely. Absolutely. You have good versus a bad guy, which is an infinitely better story than two baby faces who aren't going back and forth. Now, look. The Rock and Cena pulled it off. And if you go back and look at those promos, especially when you see promos today, they were magic how they ra- how they just razzed each other. Both both programs, both productions. So yeah. it, this is going to be magic because Roman is a freaking heel. He's a badass dude. Yep. The Rock is generally going to be an underdog just because he's an old man, hasn't done this in a while. The question is, is this, do, is this a two-match program like Cena? And rock, or is it just one and done career versus championship? It's a great question. Uh, you know what? I I think you would have to get the most juice out of it. I think you'd have to do it one and done, but build it for like months. Hold on. It could be you're gonna get the most juice out of it the first time around, no matter which way you look at it. Because you know why? That's what WWE does. Remember John Cena? Remember? 
Remember the slogan for Cena Rock One? Remember? No, no, I don't actually. Once in a lifetime. <laughs> That's how they marketed this mother trucker, knowing damn well they were going to have these two guys fight for the championship a year later. They knew that going into that WrestleMania that Rock and Cena 2 was going to happen for the title. They had that planned out. But they made it look yeah. like it was a once-in-a-lifetime deal. So you can throw that theory out the window just because WWE certainly does not care about how stupid they think they think their fans feel. Yeah, you know what? But I, I think it sort of more depends on the Rock's work schedule. He might have a window planned for L.A. and say, like, if we're going to do this, let's do it right. And then he could be done with it. He's over the WrestleMania part of his his career now. I would see As far as having to do match. Yeah, I would say he's definitely in a spot where he probably doesn't want to have to be a wrestler anymore. It's almost, yeah, it's like passing it off to Roman. So and it's, honestly, you're, you're 100% right. It is completely up to The Rock. If The Rock wants to wrestle two matches, yeah. he's going to wrestle two matches. It's not like Vince is going to yeah. go, oh, Rock, I think the better story would be if you just, just do the one. We we don't need you for the second one, Rock. I know you're the biggest star in the world, but we don't, we don't want to lie to the fans. We want to keep our integrity. That was a horrible. The, sorry, sorry, Rock. We're, we're, we're going to put some time, TV time on uh, The Fiend and Randy Orton again, and uh, there's going to be even more vomiting of black stuff. Rock, we can't we can't really squeeze you in. Uh, you know, we got that booked. Yeah, so I, it's going to depend on what The Rock wants to do. It, that's how that's how that WrestleMania is going to finish. If The Rock is retiring, Roman goes over. If he's or I'll tell you what, yeah. go over anyway, and then The Rock can come back again, and then and Roman could say, "Look, why would I do that again? Why, why, why?" And then they can get two match two matches, and Roman wins both of them. So I, yeah, perhaps. <sighs> Either way, I think Roman is going to win that WrestleMania, but we're far away from that. We still have to see the initiation of Jimmy Uso, which we're going to see. I think we're going to see that next week. Flashback after the promo. Cesaro, after a really great promo by Heyman, Cesaro comes out, and I hate when the babyface loses cleanly, and then he comes out and starts demanding another freaking match. It's like, dude, you lost clean. Shut up and go away. That's what that's what feels <laughs> Wait a minute, I want another chance. I want another one. And it's it's become so commonplace. So it really makes me not really right. like really want to root for Cesaro here. Like, nah, I'd rather see somebody else. I'd rather see Jimmy Uso. I was yeah, they're just looking I was looking forward to seeing well, I was looking forward to seeing Jimmy versus Roman. I think they've deflected uh, Cesaro back to to Rollins. You know, they got a good match out of him and, and Roman, and now it's like they're building on the Rollins feud with him now at this point, especially after Rollins attacked him. That's very true. That is very, very true. It was But you could have done that without making him sound like a whiny little bitch trying to get another title shot. Yeah. That, that's all I'm no, saying. I get your point. You could have gotten Rollins over like that and – what do you, and what do you think of Seth Rollins now? He's now he's kind of he's really battling between the really bad Seth Rollins and the really good Seth Rollins, and clearly the bad Seth Rollins has been winning for a while. But what's going on with Seth Rollins right now? Where's his character going? Because I don't really he's dressing up like the regular now, so I don't get it. 
Exactly. He said Batman villain to me. That's what I see every time he comes out there. And um, I, I don't know if I like it and I don't know if I don't like it. And and for the most part, when he starts cutting promos, I, I his voice has been really driving me nuts of late. Or a gay Dick Tracy character. Hey! Because oh. he's always very colorful, like the Dick Tracy villains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's a colorful Dick Tracy villain at this point in his career. It's a great, great, uh, that's t-shirt material there. Who would have thought he would have been the third, the distant third out of the shield? Even though Moxley's dropping a little bit too with the Kingston thing, but we'll get to that on the next on the next segment. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I did like that, we'll get into that. Woman has. So the Intercontinental Title match. What did you think of the promos, particularly by Kevin Owens and Sammy before the Intercontinental Title match? By the way, did you think it was weird where they put the Kevin Owens promo? Like you sat, you spend five minutes watching Roman Reigns come down to the ring. And then you take a commercial, which is whatever. It's what WWE does. I get it. I accept it. I love you anyway, WWE. I love you in all your faults, except for Raw. Um, and at that point in time, I'm just, I'm thinking, okay. And then they switch. They come back from commercial. They cut to Roman and, and Heyman and Uso. And then they cut to Kevin Owens in the back randomly and then yeah. they cut back to – it was just a weird spot. You couldn't have put – I mean, whatever. Maybe I'm nitpicking there, too. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I thought it was awkward, but it's still, uh, you know, it's a, it's a minor blemish on uh, the best show in wrestling. Yeah, no one fell through cardboard spray paint. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they didn't reach that, that level yet. <laughs> so, and – yeah, so at that point, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm just, it's cool. I, and they cuts a great promo, and then obviously we talked about Rollins comes out. The Intercontinental title match I thought was really good, but the ending really was frustrating. It's kind of, even though the ending, I loved Aleister Black, but that was a great match. Did you have to have the match end like that? Eh. But I'm nitpicking again. Aleister Black, badass, coming in, knocking Biggie clear out. Yeah. Apollo Crews retains his championship. Yeah. And it was a really good match, but, you know, that didn't, again, it didn't have to happen, but whatever. I mean, that's, I'm not, it's, I'm nitpicking too. This, I thought this was a very yeah. good episode of SmackDown. Yeah. It's just, it's a build up for Black versus Big E, which is two big names right off the bat there. Those guys are two guys who could actually try to feud with Roman eventually, you know? Oh, they, they both have could. the talent. Yeah, they both could. Yeah, so that's like that level, and it's like you know what? If if Black is attacking Big E out of all those guys in the ring, I'm cool with that. Yeah, that's uh, really and then really sort of program. I will say that. Yeah, and then it'll set up. Um, you're also setting up Apollo versus either Owens and Sammy in a triple threat or whatever they're going to do there. So yeah, I'm cool. I was cool with that segment actually uh, overall. Yeah, I was too, and I, I don't even know. It was really a minor nitpick, but I thought it was a great match. All four guys can go, and yeah. I loved all four. I love all four guys. Apollo Crews, even though I'm starting to dig the accent, even though I beat it up for months. But yeah, it's what winning me over too. <laughs> I was like, I, it just was really hard to believe, you know what I mean? 
We had the we. I didn't like this. Dominic Mysterio goes over clean on Bobby Roode. Who would have thought that? <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, it's like a, it's a it's a momentary lapse of reason and creative, I think. Uh, but hey, they're gonna go build up Dominic as this. You know, he's like the young future. You know, the the he's what, they're one of their youngest talents, and they're gonna push this kid to the moon. Uh, yeah, I mean, and by the way, for being his age, he's really good in the ring. Let's 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 call it. And he's been with really good workers. Obviously, he's working with his father. Right. But let me ask you this: All right, how old is he versus Sammy Guevara? Oh my gosh, there, there must be I think seven or eight years difference. Seven years difference. How well, how old is Guevara? Guevara's like twenty-seven. He might even be twenty-eight at this point in time. I think Dominic's like around twenty-three or so. Wasn't he 19 when he debuted against Rollins? I don't know, man. I thought he was like 23-ish. Maybe it was his hot-ass daughter that was 20, that was 19. So, some might say. I mean, she broke the internet when she was on it. I mean, I, it was it was really interesting. I mean, she was attractive, but it was like, it, it was almost like the Olsen twins coming out of nowhere. Like, everyone was so bugging out because, oh my God, look at this woman. It's Rey Mysterio's daughter, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's a hot romance idol, uh, angle there with uh, Buddy Murphy. Remember that? I forgot if it was Buddy Murphy or Dolph Ziggler. I honestly didn't know. You were 100% yeah. correct, by the way, with Dominic Mysterio. He is, he is 24 years old. So there is a vast difference. So my bad. Yes, fuck him. I'm with you. <laughs> We had all that stuff going on. Uh, those are the big things that came out of SmackDown. We can go back into the Roman Reigns thing. Let's revisit that. So Jimmy Uso so talked to Sonya Deville, and he got a tag team match for next week with the Usos versus the Street Profits. And by the way, I love the Street Profits. They cut a badass yeah. promo. They're t- great in the ring. I, you know, I really wish they were in a decent tag division, and I, I, I wish them well. Try to, you know. Yeah, I mean. they're a good tag team. Oh, absolutely. They got everything that they need. They got everything that they need, and I'll tell you what. They're both going to be stars, but Montez Ford. Yep. He's he's special. The guy is special. Yep. He can do anything. So. Uh so that's going to set that up. And then, of course, Jimmy tells Jay, and Jay looks like a deer in the headlights because now he's got to go back and tell Roman that he's got to go tag with his cousin who refuses to acknowledge him and be his bitch, so to speak. Nobody yeah. would blame him. Nobody would blame him for becoming Roman's bitch. Let's make that clear. <laughs> but turning on your own brother, are we going to see the end of the Usos this Friday night? Because it was foreshadowed that we probably will. Because after Jimmy told his brother Jay about the tag team match, Jay had to go tell the head of the table about it. And Roman pulled him close, embraced him, said something in his ear. And Jay did not look happy about it. But he looked like he knew what he had to do. So you're probably going to see the demise of the Usos as we know it. Yeah, you're going to see them feud probably in Hell in a Cell. Yeah, and that's going to be cool. I don't know. Who, I wonder if they're going to dress exactly the same. That would be confusing. 
Exactly. I've even thought of this. One's going to wear black. The other one's going to wear white. <laughs> They'll probably have their whole name written on the side of their leg. <laughs> Jay Uso. Jamie Uso. <laughs> a really bad writer was like, hey, I know. I have an idea. Why don't you just put their fir- the the initial of their first name on the back on their back and then they'll be able to figure out which one they are who let this son of a bitch in the room get out you're fired so anyway we bring back the fiend this time he's eating he's he's riding in a golf cart (laughs) it's an evil golf cart now where are these getting these bad ideas all right now bring me baron corbin three kittens and a crowbar. <laughs> We're going to have some fun with this segment. <laughs> Imagine the heat he's going to get. He's going to threaten to hit the kittens with a crowbar. It's going to be great. He gets such heat. All the animal lovers are going to boo. Imagine what doesn't get on the air. How bad Raw is. Imagine what someone's like, ooh. That didn't make well, there's sense. Been, yeah, there's been some reports that like there's been times where Vince shows up at Raw and looks at the script and rips it up and they have to start over. <laughs> and it's like, how bad was that, Garb? All right, so moving along on this pretty solid episode of SmackDown. Yeah. Which I, I And again, they've been solid, man. And like I said before, it is the best episodic television in professional wrestling right now. Fox is like just licking their chops, man. Well, I'll tell you what, they were not ha- they could not have been happy with their investment the first couple months. It really right. was during the pandemic and SmackDown turned around when Roman came back. Exactly. It all once again correlates to the focal point, the head of the table. <laughs> so after the opening, we had when the introduction of all the stars and all that. After the Paul Heyman situation, Bailey comes out and says, hey, during this pandemic era, and she pretty much cut a really good promo saying everything that she said was accurate. Bailey was absolutely the best women's professional, female professional wrestler last year, and no one's going to tell me different with make me believe it. And so she kind of cut a promo on that, and that set up a, a typical six-man tag match thrown together, blah, 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 and Match was whatever. Didn't really like it, to be honest with you. Uh, but the three right. heels win. Meh. Match was all right. Nothing terrible. Yeah. And but Shinsuke Nakamura against King Corbin, which I honestly could care less about. But I don't know who this Boogs guy is, but he plays guitar. Was Did he actually play this? I didn't watch this segment. Did he actually play the guitar? I don't. I think he played like a riff, and then he's like pretending to play Nakamura's theme song. Is the way I read into it. Uh, you know, yeah. So it's a little bit of a weird thing. But what I do, what I'm sort of amused with, is Nakamura stealing uh, Corbin's crown and naming himself King of Strong Style. Yeah, I mean, I really like the fact that Shinsuke has something to work with. Yeah, if he just clowns Baron Corbin. It's great, but I mean, are their matches going to be really that? great uh, uh. No, but you know what like i hope he continues with his character and he's like the throne the king gang in that way you know it's not like another king of the rings happening they're just gonna maybe let him run with it i heard they were doing another king of the ring are they okay but that wouldn't be for a couple months i think and i, I the kid shinsuke would be a great winner 
honestly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So this dude Boogs, why isn't this dude Boogs with Jackson Riker and Elias? Just put him on Monday Night Raw so I don't have to watch him. Oh, I use that one. Wrestle Talk stole my thing. I said a couple weeks ago, so I'm stealing it back. Big shout out yeah. to big, big shout out to Wrestle Talk though. They're they are very good at what they do. King Corbin made his way out, and yeah, Shinsuke is doing pretty well, man. I, it's something I just like Shinsuke being able to be entertaining and being given something he can kind of sink his teeth into. So, and if Corbin's putting people over now, that's great. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, the whole thing with Shinsuke Nakamura is just don't overthink it, man. Just send him out there, and he's like this badass, crazy Japanese dude that can kick anybody's ass, basically. You and know? they could put a manager with him. They could Absolutely. very easily. Ah, yeah. oh, no, I gotta be able to wrestle. Even Roman's getting away with it because Heyman's not a manager; he's an advocate. Yeah, <laughs> and so then we did the, the champion parade of Roman Reigns, and we are which we already talked about, which ended yeah. with Cesaro getting the living shit kicked out of him by an annoying Rollins. Yes. I'm going to leave you in this room with a hot tar going to pour on you in exactly 31 minutes. And in 31 minutes, you're going to burn. And of course, Cesaro's going to get out of it because he's like a, a secret agent. So he's going to get out of it. And then he's going to get his revenge and then send, sex, send Seth Rollins right back to Gotham Prison Jail. Uh, that would be the Arkham Asylum, I believe. So we talked about it. Bobby Roode puts over Dominic, which we found out very, very underperforming Dominic. Dominic. <laughs> oh, man. It's funny. We decided. I, like, I didn't mind the kid until I found out his age. And now I think he's a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He does a good frog like splash. He's kind of goofy still. He's a goofy looking. Yeah, he is. It's like a Power Ranger out there. That 619 is annoying looking. It's like, whoa. It's like, it, it's so <laughs> slow. It's like, <laughs> it looks like the sprinkler when he does the slow one. Back. <laughs> yeah. It's like, he, it's like a very soft hitting finisher. <laughs> And then we got into it a very, very, very good match with Apollo Crews going over. Sami Zayn looked great. Nice thunderbomb spot. Big E looked good. Did a big ending on Sami. Owens caught him with a super kick. Added one to Zayn as well. Owens delivered the pop-up power bomb. And you forget that that was his finisher for a while. For yeah. most of his career, at least in WWE, before the stunner. Yep. And that was a good non-finish. I didn't think because he hasn't used it in a while, nor he hasn't won with it in a while. Yeah. How does that? How does that move? It's like it's a very good power bomb, by the way. But how does that move? Like, get become more of a diminished sort of finisher. You know. Yeah. He should be able to take that out of his back pocket here and there, and like you know, win a couple matches. And power bombs are overused now too, man. Yeah. So the the time you know there i mean how many power bombs everyone has a power bomb these days yeah some capacity and they used to be i mean remember the power bomb back in the day with sid vicious yeah it was like oh my god 
Oh, I can't believe that move. That's the most. That was the most devastating move I'd seen. That yeah. the DDT, you know. And now, yeah, yeah. And now, geez, the DDT has subsided too, if I've noticed, or maybe I just haven't noticed it because it's so freaking all the time. But, but it's this so all the was, time. Yeah, this match was great though. And then we saw Alistair Black, which I didn't realize his eye was. He had different colored eyes and everything. Great presentation. Alistair Black back as a heel. Clean kicks Biggie's face clean off. Apollo oh, Crews. Uh, let me let me jump in there real quick in terms of the eye. That's actual some actually some sort of layered storytelling there. Why is that? Because Alistair Black lost his eye to Seth Rollins, I believe, on Raw. Oh well, it started on Raw, so there you go. I didn't know that. And, yeah, yeah, and that's part of it. And it's like so they're actually acknowledging it because at one point Alistair Black before they put him to like um <laughs> put him in catering isolation for about six months uh was yeah, out there with an eye fire his girlfriend or not yeah yeah his wife and and then basically uh yeah he uh he came he, at one point he was wearing an eye, like an eye patch so he's still selling that injury yeah I love that I love when wrestlers do that now look, Alistair Black is a seasoned veteran. He's been around the block. He was an indie god. Yeah. But what was his name on the Indies? Was it Alistair Black? No. Um, oh, I forget it, man. Offhand, I forget it. Tommy End. Yes. Yep. His real name's Tom. I like that. Ladies and gentlemen, we give you Tom. <laughs> Oh, Tom, I love Tom. Tom is a bad guy. Yeah, so he's been around the block, though. He was on the independent scene, you know, basically early 2000s, yeah. the mid-2016, so he came to NXT. So Alistair Black to be yeah. given this opportunity is very, very exciting, and I'm glad it's happening because he's a guy that everyone thought. And the way he came up was so lame. He put him with Ricochet. Come on, why? So I'm glad they're doing yeah. right by him now. Yeah, definitely. This is like Bray Wyatt, but cool <laughs> at this point. Bray Wyatt could have been cool. I don't necessarily blame Bray Wyatt for that. And I don't blame him at all. I blame the way that they portrayed it. By the way, um, hey, Bray uh, Wyatt, did you see that tweet he put out after the zombie match? Yeah, miss me yet? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Is he going to go reinvent himself now? What's going to happen with Bray? I guess Bray is Bray Wyatt coming back in July. What has been the hurt? What have you heard? Because I haven't heard uh, anything. You are, it was, the it was his birth- you are the purveyor of the internet when it comes to rumors and, and innuendos. <laughs> Especially innuendos. I'm the king of those. And um, yeah, like uh, Bray Wyatt, the only thing I've heard of him recently that it was, I think it was his birthday this week, which uh, I would say happy birthday, Bray Wyatt, but. Uh, uh i doubt you're listening <laughs> so basically uh no very very uh, big listener very big listener I, he, tw- he, tweeted oh, right. yeah, he tweeted at me the other day he said keep up Did the he? good work stop burying me <laughs> yeah <laughs> i wonder if he has that email written in standard form at this point and just keeps on sending it to every podcast yeah he interestingly enough he said irs is kid so i thought that was weird <laughs> He didn't, he didn't buy it. He, maybe, that it kid, the, maybe it was from Bo Dallas. Hmm. 
Uh, that's that's a, that's yeah. He's a little using a sinister plan here. Call me Mister Butterfingers. Anyway, so anyway, so great show for SmackDown. I will say that, and continues to roll on, and it's getting it's getting to the point where it is. I'm looking forward to a WWE show for the first time in a very long time. So give it up. You know, the Silicon One calls it right down the middle. As we've proven time and time again, and SmackDown continues to be the very best show on television that happens to do with professional wrestling. Yep. When we come back, Vlad. Yes. When we come back, we'll get into AEW, and we'll touch on the most recent episode of Raw, even though I don't think one of us watched it. Uh, Do you have anything, (laughs) any any other ideas about this past week's SmackDown that you want to add? No, that's pretty much it. Uh, I think we covered all the bases. Uh, you know, Roman being Roman, uh, the rise of Aleister Black probably going against Big E. That's a really good feud right there. I'm liking that. Um, Bailey Bianca Belair, that's a good route to go. And um, they're covering covering most of their bases. Uh, Dominic Mysterio, not so impressive. Not <laughs> okay. so impressive. Yeah. When we realized Sammy he Gavaro's wasn't... infinitely better than Dominic Mysterio. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I was like sort of, you know, they're about the same age yeah. and they're not even close. Sammy's Sammy's an incredible talent. And we're going to get into AEW and everything happening that on our very next podcast which will drop tomorrow which should be Friday, May the 28th. Thank you so much for listening to SmackDown's review. From High Spots and Cheap Pops with Silicon Steve Valley and Vlad the Impaler. See you guys next time.